This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Molly Gamble, Vice President Editorial, and today I'm spending time with Kathy Jacobson. Kathy is President and CEO of Freighter Health in Milwaukee. Before we dive into our conversation, I want to thank ECG Management Consultants for their support and sponsorship of this podcast today. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today and being our guest on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. How are you doing and, and where do we find you? Uh, so I'm doing great today um, because I actually have time to do a podcast. So that means that it's my schedule's a little bit better today. Um, but I am actually in my main office, which is at our flagship academic medical center hospital, Freighter Hospital, uh, located just west of the city of Milwaukee. On um, Wisconsin Ave, correct? Yes, on Wisconsin great. Avenue. Wonderful. I'm a Marquette grad, Kathy, so I'm familiar with the, the city and I've, I've seen Freighter from the outside. So it's just a pleasure to reconnect with you today and learn more about the great work you're doing in the Milwaukee area. For listeners who might be less familiar, can you share some key facts about the city and Freighter's presence in the area that would help them better appreciate your perspective? Yeah, sure. So I think most people know Milwaukee is located roughly about 90 miles north of Chicago on the Wisconsin side of the border, obviously. Uh, Milwaukee has about a 1.6 million uh, people metropolitan size. So um, large enough to be large, small enough to be intimate, you know, is the way we like to describe um, Milwaukee. So Freighter Health has is headquartered in the Milwaukee area and also has most of our physical assets located in the Milwaukee metro area. Uh, so we operate in the metro eight hospitals, um, one through a partnership in Kenosha, and they range in size from 720-bed academic medical center, Freighter Hospital, which is the busiest hospital in the state of Wisconsin by the number of patients that we see, um, all the way down to four what we call neighborhood hospitals or micro-hospitals that we operate in the region, as well as a number of other community hospitals in between have roughly about 45 to 50 ambulatory sites in the Milwaukee metro, and we're number two in market share um, in Milwaukee. Uh, recently, in the last couple of years, in 2019, we expanded outside of Milwaukee metro, and we actually uh, partnered with a hospital up in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, uh, which is just south of Green Bay, for people who don't know where that is. And so, again, some ambulatory sites, medical group sites also as well around that hospital. Um, so, and in the state, we are number two in market share in terms of um, seeing Wisconsin residents. Um, Freighter Health takes care is the number two health system to do that in the state. So, um, a really big growing, um, not only just Milwaukee, but regional, state, and national footprint, um, a lot of that drawn through the Academic Medical Center. Mm -hmm. And you said growing, Kathy, and let's let's dig into that. In April, Freighter signed a letter of intent with Theta Care to merge into a single system. This is building upon two different partnerships your systems had formed in 2022. Can you walk us through the decision-making process that led to the decision to merge and what where you are in the process? Yeah, sure. So it's actually, we have had over a decades-long strategy of growth for Freighter Health, you know, like all health systems do. And it was really two-pronged right from the very beginning, which is how do we grow in our market? And we've been extraordinarily successful with that. But we also all knew that we that we really needed to grow outside of our market and really move into different regions 
and predominantly focused on Wisconsin because we really saw a lot of opportunity there to do that. And when you have that strategy, then you start to identify, well, then who are those potential partners, you know, that you would like to work with? And so ThetaCare has been our, on our radar screen for close to a decade, you know, in terms of an optimal partner in their market that they represent, um, which is roughly about two hours headquarters to headquarters north of Milwaukee up in Appleton and the Nina area up in Wisconsin. And that was because of a lot of attributes that we were really, that are important to freighter as, as we would move forward. So exceptionally high demonstrable quality, um, population health leader, um, growing national reputation around innovation, leading health system in their market, which means their patients are choosing them. So a lot of great things that we saw from the outside. And what we came to find out is a couple of years ago, ThetaCare's leadership sat down with a strategy that said that they really wanted to work with one quaternary tertiary organization who could provide care to their region that they couldn't, you know, because of, of, you know, just the limitations, but that we would do it in a way that created a seamless, systemless, you know, frictionless way of handing our patients back and forth and bringing that care closer to home. And they did a search for a number of different partners across the region and chose to talk to Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin. So those conversations started in 2022 and ended up with the two partnerships that are already underway, one being an exclusive tertiary quaternary relationship, which is a three-way relationship with the Medical College of Wisconsin, Freightert and ThetaCare. Um, that was the first one that we announced because it was really what they, you know, were really focused on. Um, with that went really well, and so we progressed to talking about maybe one would say maybe more of the health system types of opportunities. And we identified two markets in between our markets. We don't touch; we're not contiguous markets. Um, but there were two in between markets that both of us had some beginning activities in and desired to build upon, and so we created a joint venture so that we would develop those two markets together um, around uh, Freighter's micro-hospital strategy and uh, announce that at the end of October. And I would tell you what we continued to observe and talk about as we had these conversations was how easy it was for our teams to work together because what we both saw from the outside when we found each other, we found out, wow, that's real and true inside and there's an awful lot of alignment around what's important in healthcare and how we would work together. And so um, maybe took a little bit of a break after October, and then Dr. Andrabi and I continued our conversations in terms of what we, more we thought we could do um, as a lot of things that he and I worked on together. Um, we are very, very aligned in a lot of the things we want to do. And so probably by early January of 23, uh, we thought we had enough to bring to our boards, and we did that uh, through board leadership and announced our letter of intent to uh, combine our organizations in April of 2023. Uh, so I would tell you that where we are today is we're very much on track. At the time of the announcement of the letter of intent, we said that we expected to execute our definitive agreements late in the summer. We're very on track with that. Um, and we would expect to be able to close and start our new combined organization in January of 2024. Um, pending regulatory, you know, review and approval, we think we're very much on track for that also as well. Um, so really, really excited um, about the work we've been doing and, 
And of course, as you start doing these things together, really excited about what it can be. Thank you so much for sharing not only where you are and in, in the latest progress, but also just the origins of this merger, Kathy. Um, you know, you said something I wanted to expand on, if you'll let me, and mergers of health systems and hospitals can be really complex endeavors. From the media perspective, we've seen over the years, a number of these not even make it very far in the process. They'll unwind or call it off, um, reverse their talks, and, and go back to look for other partners. And you had mentioned with Medicare, there is some, something to be said about the ease with which you're working together. Can you share a bit more color on that, what, what that looks like, how that plays out? Um, because I imagine for listeners who are leaders of health systems or hospitals, who maybe they're considering a partnership or they're looking to establish a joint venture or another relationship with another organization. You know, when you say something like that, it, it sounds so simple and, and sometimes even common, but it's something I, I'm curious about. What stands out to you about what makes that working relationship so positive in your experience? Yeah, and both of us really remark on that. I, I think, you know, Imran made a remark last week, you know, even on where we are today, because both of us have had extensive partnerships and have had opportunities to partner that didn't work out so well or are working through some even today that, you know, aren't as aligned as some of the conversations that we're having today. And I think it really goes back to initially what I said is is, is that the, our number one, our priorities are the same exceptional quality, population health. We be both believe, both organizations believe healthcare must change, must transform, must change the way we do our work to be better for our citizens that we serve and for our communities and, quite frankly, to be able to survive and thrive in the future. So we have a common set of beliefs about what has to happen in healthcare and what needs to change in healthcare and how you go about it. And I think... What we've learned in retrospect is, is that maybe we weren't as diligent about that and some of our earlier partnerships on making sure that that alignment was there. So it just it's harder, you know, to come to agreement on things when you're not aligned from the beginning. We were very, very aligned, you know, from the beginning. We developed principles of engagement from the very beginning, you know, even as we went into the first conversations between before these initial partnerships were even announced, you know, what things were important to us about how we worked together. So trust and transparency, um, diligent execution. Um, what we have found is that both of us are exceptionally metric driven, um, really work through very detailed business plans, really work through milestones. So the way we work is also very similar in addition to what we're trying to achieve. So again, that's that's also been um, a big piece of this. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, when you've got two CEOs working side by side, they darn well better be aligned also as well. And our people notice it and our outside consultants notice it, that Dr. Andrabi and I are exceptionally aligned on, on almost every issue that comes up. I mean, we literally say each other's words, you know, before the other one speaks. So um, that also helps, you know, alignment starts at the top. And so if our teams didn't see us living out the principles aligned towards our priorities, how we make decisions, how we talk to each other, that would definitely spread the wrong message, of course, you know, among the teams. And people have, have observed how aligned we really are at the CEO level. And so I think that that's been a big part of the secret sauce also as well. I would tell you, if we went back to some of our partnerships, 
and looked at them through this lens of success, we might judge as to whether we would have done that or not. This has just taught us what a real partnership really looks like. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you don't know what real compatibility entails or feels like or involves until you achieve it. So it sounds like you've definitely done so with Theta Care. I want to wish you continued success with the merger process. It sounds like you're in a great place with it. Um, but I'm going to go back to something else you mentioned, which is two CEOs, um, you know, you and Dr. Andrabi, and you are now in your final year as CEO, Kathy, with plans to retire July 1st of 2024. This marks an interesting time for you, I imagine, your career. What's top of mind for you during this last mile, so to say, uh, of your career with Freighter? Uh, so I would say, first and foremost, this is I've been working for this for over 10 years to be able to get Freighter to this position of being able to partner with another strong um, health system in the state. So it's fantastic, you know, to be able to go out with that um, and be able to work on that combination and see a vision for that future, which is which is job one, you know, right now. I would say number two is there still is unfinished business um, on the freighter side. We still have other opportunities that, again, we've been working on for years um, that are starting to come up and actually might be able to be executed on. So we continue to be very focused on the opportunities, again, that you work on for years sometimes and are finally starting to come to fruition. So there's more of that that I want to make sure that we can deliver um, before we're done with that. Um, and then, you know, third, you know, this this partnership isn't going to be successful unless both organizations come into it in a strong position. And the beautiful thing about Freighted and ThetaCare is from our financial performance, we're almost spot on exactly the same. You know, they're a smaller organization, but all the metrics look exactly the same. So very strong balance sheet. We are both profitable, of course, not as much as we used to be. Um so we're building strength plus strength here, you know, and we want to make sure that we maintain that. You know, this is a tough time um, financially for our health systems and for our industry. And we have to change, you know, to be able to continue to do that. So that's another big focus is to make sure that Freighter Health stays on track to be able to be the great partner, you know, when it comes in through that. And then obviously, you know, it's it, while Dr. Andrabi and I might be very aligned and, you know, my path is kind of set, um, this is still an unsettling time for people, you know, in the organization. So making sure that people see me, I'm very present, I'm out at the facilities rounding, talking to people, answering their questions, spending an awful lot of time with the senior leadership team. So just keeping kind of a calm, you know, lid on the people, you know, also as well, and recognizing that we need to get to some decisions so that we can start making people look to the future as opposed to worry about where they're going to be. So that's that's probably where I'm focused on my time right now. And then as you're as you're moving, when we report on executive moves and CEOs that are either moving on in their careers or retiring you know, we report those news events as they unfold. And part of me is always curious about the wisdom these people are carrying with them. You know, you've been a leader in healthcare throughout a really interesting time. Um, every, every leader's tenure has its markers of history and different challenges. But I, I wanted to check in with you, Kathy, to see if there are, what are the most significant leadership lessons you've learned during your time as CEO? What are some of the essentials of leadership you really leaned on? Um, how do these experiences shape your approach to leading people? 
I think it, it is about leading people. You know, what's different about the CEO position than maybe as you come up through other C-suite, you know, positions is that you must surround yourself with talent mm-hmm. and how dependent you are on that talent. Because as a CEO, you don't know everything and you certainly should not ever be the smartest person in the room. You need to have a, a deep talent bunch around you and keeping that intact through, you know, there's dozens of people who we have at our executive level and above, and then a smaller team of roughly about 10, you know, at the senior executive level, keeping that team intact through people's retirements and, you know, personal events and everything and being able to plug in new talent over time is a challenge, you know, and to be able to keep that team going. So I think the biggest thing that I've recognized is how critically important to the organization's success is that talent and nurturing that talent. And then I think personally as a leader, evolving in to make sure how do you create a workplace that people want to stay People want to build their careers on um, building a reputation enough that pe- you can attract people when you do need to hire from the outside, that people come here because they want to work here um, and want to work for freighter for a reason, you know, and, and want to stay here and want to build their careers here, and that you spend an enormous amount of time doing that mm-hmm. and making sure that you're connecting to your team um, through all of that time. I think what I really recognized and, you know, everybody's going to say lessons learned through the pandemic and everything is how truly personal you have to make those connections when times get really tough Mm -hmm. and to make sure that even though you think they get it, that they're doing a good job, they really don't think that until you tell them, you know, and so how you make sure you recognize people pausing to do some celebrations um, really have leaned on different personality types in the team to, to, you know, put some levity into a conversation where, you know, we were just worried, you know, about how we were going to get through the next day. Um, so really kind of leaning on different aspects and personalities of the team. Um, it is all about the talent and how you really can kind of create that circle and keep that going forward. And Kathy, as you're sharing that, I can't help but go back to something you said in your opening remarks about the city of Milwaukee and that I can't remember quite the phrasing you used, but it was something about it being just big enough, but it feeling feeling small in the best way or in a good way. Um, and it sounds like there's some parallel with that in, in terms of freighter's culture and how you look to relate to people. I would agree. You know, I mean, we're big enough to be able to do a lot of things but we're not so big that we're so spread out and separated all over the place. That's going to have to be something that's going to have to evolve, you know, over time because we're going to get bigger. Um, And actually that's a conversation I've had with my team over the last 10 years. You know, what happens, you know, we're we're not all in Milwaukee. What happens when we run regions? Um, How do we show up in Manitowoc, you know, which is a good two hours North, um, Northeast of Milwaukee. So in the other direction from ThetaCare, you know, so that is, you're right, and that makes the the environment very, very comfortable. Um, but on the other hand, it's going to have to change and evolve as freighter changes and evolves and, and becomes something new that's not freighter and not theta care. Medical College of Wisconsin has come up a few times in our conversation, um, and I want to make sure we pay some time and attention to this institution this is a really powerful relationship um, always, but I imagine especially renewed importance right now, given the educational and training opportunities and how vital those are in the healthcare sector amid 
labor shortages that are intensifying. Kathy, can you share some examples of how Freighted Health collaborates and innovates with the Medical College of Wisconsin to support the next generation of healthcare professionals? Yeah, this has been core. This was, you know, the whole reason the partnership even started decades ago, you know, was really built first and foremost around Freighter Hospital being, you know, the largest adult training site for the Medical College of Wisconsin, which we still are today for the graduate medical education program. And we have grown that, you know, so when I got here 10 years, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, um, Freighter Hospital was 450 beds. Today, Freighter Hospital is 720 beds, um, busiest hospital in the state of Wisconsin, level one trauma center on the eastern side of the state. And we recognized, wow, we need to expand our residency programs to be able to keep up with that. And we did, even though that is all on our dollar because we're riding over the cap, but it was the right thing to do. And it was the right investment to make in terms of having that expertise. Um, in our community, and quite frankly, if we're successful, to be able to hire that expertise and keep them with us, you know, in terms of growing our capabilities moving forward. So that, first and foremost, just extends the very first reason we had for coming together. Over the last five or six years, probably with the first one, we've actually started getting more into primary care residencies through our Department of Family Practice. We actually sponsor one of them a little bit north of Milwaukee in one of our community hospitals and we just opened a new residency clinic on the south side of Milwaukee, really in an area that focuses on a Hispanic Latinx population so that we can train physicians in that community to serve that community specifically. And we also just did a partnership with a um, federally qualified health center on the north side of Milwaukee um, to be a teaching health center for, and again, in an area heavily populated by um, the black African-American community. So again, we're trying to build workforce to serve the communities in our city. And so that's a newer reach for us is to actually extend those residencies into primary care. Um, the medical college is predominantly, and it is a very large medical school. So that's been a big piece of what we've supported, but they also have a strategy to become more of a health sciences university and a pharmacy school was the first thing that they did. And we've often trained pharmacists at Freighter Hospital. We have an exceptional pharmacy department, and we built that program together. Um, and now we train, you know, the pharmacists uh, that they have coming out from the School of Pharmacy also as well. So we train trainees all over, you know, from nursing to surgical techs to medical assistants, everything else in between. And so as the Medical College of Wisconsin grows their programs, um, we would expect to, that those trainees would come right through us starting at Freighter Hospital. Great. Kathy, we've touched on so much. We've touched on your plans um, for your next chapter of your life after you retire from Freighter next summer. We've talked about this emerging and emerging relationship with ThetaCare. Uh, we've talked about Freighter and the importance of its presence in the city in Milwaukee and the Milwaukee area. Is there anything we didn't touch on that you would like our listeners to know or to keep in mind? I think the one thing, and I, I know Imran and Drabi would say this also as well, both of our organizations, and of course uh, the two of us as CEOs, absolutely believe that healthcare needs to change and needs to transform, um, again, to do a better job for the people we serve, but quite frankly, in this environment to just survive and thrive, you know, being able to go forward. 
So the application of digital tools, virtual health, AI, analytics in clinical decision-making is a huge priority and opportunity for us both. Um, so super excited to start see how our approaches, which have been pretty significant on both sides, um, actually can come together and change healthcare. So that's that's another really big exciting part outside of, you know, merging, you know, systems and stuff like that that you have to do. It's really keeping your eye on the future and making sure that what you're building is going to enable you to be able to do that future. Mm-hmm. Kathy Jacobson, President and CEO of Freighter Health. I want to thank you for being a guest on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast and for getting us up to speed on all the work that you're leading with your team uh, as you come together with ThetaCare. Looking forward to seeing the results of that relationship and reporting on it for years to come um, and staying in touch with you too, Kathy. So thank you very much. Great. Thank you for the opportunity.